Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy caught in a landslide? No escape from reality. Miles, we gotta get this episode started before they pull the plug for illegally using that song. We're talking about Cowboy Bebop. everybody and welcome back to your new favorite show the more you nerd my name is drew and i am joined as always by my co-host and friend miles how are you i not gonna lie a little under the weather so i might sound a little funky this week but uh otherwise enjoying going back through this show yeah it's not like a broken record but this has been such a treat speaking of funky uh not talking specifically about the audio tracks in these episodes, but of course they are all pretty funky. Uh, Miles wasn't feeling well, so we only ha- we're only covering three episodes today. We'll do four yeah, next week. My bad. <laughs> uh, but so so if you're expecting us to talk about Mushroom Samba, which I have a lot to say about that uh, no one wants to hear my opinion on. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to be a little more clear headed when uh, when we were talking about that one. Um, cause it requires a little bit more of one. Yeah. So with that said, we're going to talk about three episodes this week. Episode 14, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody episode 15, my funny Valentine and episode 16, black dog serenade. Uh, so miles, you just want to get right into it this week. Yeah. Um, these, these three episodes may not take us too much time because they're, they're pretty cut and dry um i've always been a pretty big fan of bohemian rap um and i don't i i couldn't tell you why i just i i love the the story about chesper hex i think it's such a cool concept okay so i so again this is uh, i struggle with this because i have to keep questioning he's talking about the song let's talk about the episode <laughs> because i am talking about the episode (laughs) Um, thank you you know what's wild is like there's not a ton of references to the song in this episode i don't think there are any really none that i could i could identify with it's it's one of those references in name only as 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 if bohemian rhapsody was some kind of deep cut but um it's still a cool name it's still it's a great song and i really like this episode um I think it's I think it's cool because it, it you know it starts off with this little twist on the fact that you know the team has successfully caught like 20 thugs but they can't collect the bounty because the bounty is to capture the mastermind behind and, the robber and you wonder why they're so successful <laughs> right but to talk about the criminals we need to talk about the crime because this all revolves around the the gate system, the the hyperspace gates that we have seen in the background of a number of things in in the show so far. These are the things that allow them to to go around the the solar system easier. Now, we haven't seen anything outside of the solar system. I don't know if there's any extra solar stuff 
in Cowboy Bebop. I don't think that's the case yet, at least not based on anything we have seen. But uh, 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 one of these things was uh, a bunch of these things were robbed by these devices that were placed right on the toll booth section so that the second that the toll booth uh, would take the payment, it would get routed into uh, it would get hijacked, routed into a bunch of different, uh, you know, untraceable banks and laundered throughout the throughout the the galaxy, which is pretty, pretty ingenious crime. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And the gate company is not happy about it. Um, And and of course, we're not supposed to like these guys because they're, you know, the big, bad corporate CEOs. Uh, But we're introduced to them (laughs) with with the the CEO of the gate company complaining that they're getting complaints on paper because it's just harassment (laughs) and a waste of resources. Right. Which I think is pretty funny. Um, But I, I was a I was a pretty big fan of that gag as well. So where do we where do we begin talking about this episode? What what do you, what do we like? What stuck out to you? Well, I mean, for me, the whole story about the Grandmaster Hex because they Jet does does a, a pretty smart thing in that he he walks into he walks into the office of of the company that is posting the or uh, I guess uh, put out the bounty and uh, puts up a cigarette in this person's office, knowing that they're going to ask him to put it out. And when he does so, he puts it out in their little potted plant and he plants a bug. Which is just brilliant. Yeah, it's 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 honestly like I love seeing stuff like this because it showcases that these guys, while they are kind of, for lack of a better term, goobers, they're also pretty good bounty hunters. Like they're 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 pretty smart. They know that they know what they're doing. And so he basically gets to hear what they're actually talking about and they know who the person is. So he gets he gets this intel and knows to start looking for this this hex. Because well, because the, the only clue that they have to this point is that each of these crew, crews that did this stuff, they're all small fries. Nobody knows anything about them, but they have all been given a chess piece. And it's a chess piece that connects to this online like virtual reality chess board which of course ed takes to playing immediately <laughs> yeah i i i love that because of course of course ed's into it and basically ed is playing chess with the grandmaster for the duration of the episode that's the, all ed ed does the entire time and and Chessmaster Hex looks like a cyber wizard. He's this old man and he's got a robe on, but he's got these kind of, uh, I don't know what you like. He's got like a Chewbacca, like chest belt thing, but it's all made out of like sci-fi components. But we learned that he was back in the day, uh, not just a chess master, but a, a brilliant genius. Uh, and he ended up working for the gate company and helped build the gates. But he did not want that. He wanted to do more tests because he thought that the gates were. Were dangerous and they needed like there was something that they were going to miss. Uh, but what's interesting about this, and, and this goes back to. The, this is one thing I love about this episode. Is that we get the idea because we know that there has been a gate accident that decimated Earth in the past. Right. And they never say 
that this is related to that at all. But they just let you uh, assume that it is because that has to be what it's talking about. He he didn't like that. They that they continue. They started to build the gate progress project. He left. And 50 years later, they a bunch of these things, uh, a bunch of these these things get get knocked over. And we learn fairly, you know, we learn at the end. I'm just going to go ahead and, and spoil the episode. The, the man is senile and he doesn't remember how he set up the crime because he set it up 50 years ago, which is beautiful. I, I love that. <clears throat> because, I mean, the, the thing is, it's an underdog story as it is. You know, he was trying to keep them from doing something wrong. And so instead of doing something that would easily point to him in the immediate future, he played a long game like like a chess match. And I, I, I think that's a really, really cool story. And it's, I really love, uh, especially when, when I think it was uh, Spike and the jet there too. Where? Uh, when, when they when they go into his little hide hideaway, it's a, his, it's his, like, it's, it, it's Spike and Faye. So so this is yeah, so I do want to talk about where he where he's hiding out. He hides out in this gigantic space junkyard. And it's basically like a lawless place that is basically it, it a giant hot box is what it is. Yeah, it is it, like there's nothing but there's pot plants everywhere. It's a bunch of space hippies and 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 all of this stuff going on. And it is hilarious when who shows up in this episode. But the TJ guys again, <laughs> the three old guys. Yeah, <laughs> are all are in so many episodes. They're just always around. And I, I love, love it. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I just yeah, I really I really liked the B plot for this. I guess it's the main plot. But I mean, the, the, the background story of Grandmaster Hex and the fact that at this point, all, all everything he does is just to play a game and and he's good. Like, that's the best part is the entire time he's playing this game with, with Edward and, and he's like, either this man's a genius or a complete moron. I can't tell. And he's and he's like, I haven't had this much fun in years. And so I love that, like. There's that aspect of this story, it's it's one of those flavor episodes that I just really appreciate. You get you get a cool story, you get some some nice, like personal quirks and it's yeah, it's just a. A really solid episode. And plus, you know, you get to see the little guy stick it to the corporate masters. Yeah. I, and I appreciate that as well. It, it is. It, it's it's great. And, and un, you know, unfortunately, we do see at the very end, Chess Master Hex does defeat Edward and is upset about it. And then I think. I think Hex dies. Is that what happens? I I'm not sure. Um, I always thought that was a little uh, ambiguous because you can definitely you can definitely read that. Um, and, and according to the the wiki, they just say he closes his eyes, implying that he has died of old age, and his bird flies away and drops a feather next to the chess piece. So I guess I guess the the, the heavy implication is that he does pass away after like his last last great game. Um, for whatever reason, I just never really picked up on that. I just kind of thought it was like more of a, like a resting thing, but I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, the, the show doesn't say one way or the other, but it does seem to, to lean towards the fact that he has moved on. 
Well, speaking of moving on, I, I, I feel I, I, I somehow knew that was the exact words that were going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> look, you know, you can't you can't you can't fault me for this. So. The next episode is one of, I think, the most interesting episodes that we have seen so far. And I don't know how deep we're going to get into it because there's a lot going on here that. So so this is the ep- title of this episode, My Funny Valentine, <laughs> might give away that this is a fay focused episode. We are finally going to get some background on Faye. Or are we? And that's where I love this episode. So we, I we, do too. we open this, up this always so good at giving you so much and also telling you absolutely nothing. Yes. The story that <laughs> that we have with Faye is just all over the place. And 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 let's let's just get started. We 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 start out with with a little bit of a flashback to a a a sleep pod of some kind uh, that Faye is in, or at least somebody that looks a lot like Faye. Uh, just have to say there's Star Trek Easter egg on that, yes, on that sleep is. pod NCC 1701 B, which I was on Reddit the other day after watching this. And somebody posted that from the live action Netflix series, that there's a Star Trek Easter egg on a sleep pod. And it's the same Easter egg. It's even down to NCC 1701 B, uh, which is the Excelsior nice. class, uh, 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 USS Enterprise, the third to bear the name. Um, and coupled with another long running sci fi show, the date on that is the 23rd of November, which is the day the first pilot episode or the pilot episode of Doctor Who aired. Really? I, I did not realize and that. I, and I would imagine if they're making a Enterprise B reference, that November 23rd is no accident either. Uh, interestingly, the date on it is 2019. Uh, so mm-hmm. Faye has been in this since presumably prior to 2019. Uh, and the insurance company that's on it is uh, from 2005. So <laughs> it's uh, it's it's pretty, pretty funny. Uh, so face face taking a nap uh, because they're they're kind of out of food and, and he doesn't know what to they're They're kind of talking about it. And. And uh, and uh, Faye just decides to to take a little nap, and uh, of course Ein wakes her up, and Ein tell you know because because he has pooped somewhere, and Faye's like, I thought you were taught to bury this stuff, and it's like, where are you gonna bury that poop on a spaceship, yeah, Faye? Yeah, I know. Where are you gonna put poop on a spaceship? Uh, and then she mentions a name uh, about a man with eyebrows, Whitney Haggis Matsumoto. And we are off. We are off to the races in the <laughs> in the 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 flashback sequence. Whitney Haggis Matsumoto is such a name. It's wild. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's. It's a name that you could only get in science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he he's. I I find the, all of the flashback stuff so interesting because, you know, Faye does not remember anything about her past when she wakes up from from cryo sleep. Um, apparently, from they, they were doing some tests, and yeah, her memory was affected by the cryo sleep or by the accident. We're not even really sure what kind of accident she was in. We don't know that yet. Now, I think I know that because of 
Like, I don't remember if they mentioned it when she's introduced in episode two, but I don't think they've mentioned it yet. But uh, so Faye is woken up by uh, Dr. Hibbert. I mean, Dr. Bacchus. Um, excuse me. He. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and we're, we're told that with as she is woken up that, oh, you're now healed and you're ready to go. Uh, but so, but you owe us 30 million Wulongs. But with 50, 54 years of interest at, ah. and adding in hospital fees, 300 million, 28,000 Wulongs. Uh, so at this point, I think we've known or gotten hints that Faye is older than we than she let on. But we didn't know that she was that old. Um, well, so her accident happened when she was 20, but it happened 54 years prior. So. She's still, I mean, in, in, in her chronology, technically 20. So it, at this point now, she's probably 23 or 24 at this point, because it's been a few years since this happened. But I did some math. So she was 20 when the accident happened. She was put into the pod sometime around, or at least the pod says last open we don't know when that exactly was, but it was but it was in 2019, that November 23rd date. But they also say that the year is currently 2068 or that when she wakes up, the year is 2068. But 54 years ago would have been when the accident happened, which would have made which would have been 2014, meaning Faye was born in 1994. I don't know. She was born the year Dookie came out. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to do that math so much, but uh, so so Faye is in with Whitney Haggis Matsumoto, who is an insurance representative, a representative for the same insurance company that is featured on her uh, on on her pod. And he's kind of asking her what she remembers. And she's pointing to a bunch of a bunch of things around the room like that's a that's a monitor. That's a that's a cell phone. Cell phone that, yeah, that's a that's a, a teapot. And I looked at that cell phone I'm like. Hey, that ain't a cell phone. That's a toothbrush. Well the, well, the guy even says this is what cell phones used to look like. <laughs> but well, that's the thing. I said it looked like a toothbrush, jokingly, because it looks like a, a like when a, a powered, you know, Sonicare toothbrush. Right. But no, it's actually none of the things she said were were what they actually were. One was a laundry steamer, and one was a face cleaner, and and the the t- cell phone slash toothbrush is a thermometer. Thermometer. But then we are we are are kind of off to the races on uh, Whitney Haggis Matsumoto. I have to say his all three names uh, and and Faye's sort of whirlwind uh, romance as he decides to take care of her. And we don't really know why he's wanting to take care of her. And it honestly reads a little creepy to me uh, that he keeps wanting to take care of her and treat her like a princess and da 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 da. And unfortunately, calling her his sleeping beauty. And that's a little. That's a it's much. a little much it's like read the room man read the room <laughs> yeah also I never trust a guy with a barcode on his neck is just what i have to say Wait. about that <laughs> you got a barcode on there your neck so, there were so many red flags something something's up uh so so he decides so, so he decides so Faye runs and uh and gets away and whitney follows her but decides he's gonna run off with her and they go on a a a whirlwind tour of of different things until the insurance company catches up to them and whitney haggis matsumoto is killed in the process 
Rest in peach. Rest in peace. Wow. <laughs> Rest in peace, Whitney Haggis Matsumoto, as we move on to find out that he also left all of his belongings and everything to Faye. She just has to initial right here. She has to fingerprint right there. And the doctor's being kind of insistent about it. And, and she doesn't exactly know why, but ho, oh, boy, does she find out in a second when we learned that he was 30 million <laughs> Wulongs in debt. <laughs> or three. I, mean, I think it was only th- like, no, I think it was like 300,000, but. I, it's something like that, but like, she even says, like, it wasn't even the fact that he was in debt that that pissed her off because she's like, his stuff was a drop in the bucket compared to mine. It's that she was lied to. Yeah. So, and, and this has been a theme with Faye many times when she always talks about being super cynical. She always talks about not being able to trust people and that everyone lies. And th- that that's a theme with her. So we kind of see where this develops because as someone who's basically a blank slate and can't trust anybody and chooses someone to trust who if it turns out is not somebody trustworthy you know it it can obviously paint your view of the universe pretty poorly yeah Uh, so meanwhile uh, jet has gone off uh, to 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 catch some some tiny little bounty uh, just just to do have something to do during the episode spike walks out and this is just this is just not it's not even a b plot it's just a moment that i love in this episode where uh you know if, if spike comes out and Faye's like how long were you in there listening to my story and he's like too long your story needs editing and it's just it's just a, a funny little moment but it, it, it but to me it hits a point where we're more than halfway through the series at this point in many other anime, most other anime, at this point in the story, you would start to have some sort of flirtation between the male lead and the female lead. And they and they haven't really done that. They have not spun up any kind of Spike Fay love story. And I just I find that super refreshing. They're not yeah. forcing these two people together. These two people that legitimately don't really like each other that much, but are kind of forced together in a weird familial they, way they they do treat spike and Faye like actual brother and sister and there isn't really anything romantic and and there are points where like you can tell Faye cares about spike to a degree but it's not romantic whatsoever which is is so refreshing spike's got the person that he's ob- obsessed with and is tied to he doesn't need to to you know as much as Faye might be good for him. I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of fan fiction out there on the internet. Uh, 30 years worth of fan fiction about, about those two getting together. Good Faye would be for him. (laughs) Yeah, probably, probably not very good, but uh, it's just, it's nice to see that they, that they have not done that and don't appear like they're going to. Uh, So, so meanwhile, jet comes back, he's picked up the bounty and as he's being led off of of the hammerhead jets jet small ship which we don't talk about much but it's going to play in big into the next episode too who steps off the shuttle but a quite heavier whitney haggis matsumoto i did not see this twist coming <laughs> 
I didn't see it coming and I should have. And the second, like I should have, especially when he left all his debts to her, I should have seen it coming <laughs> and I'm surprised that I didn't. Um, I mean, it's a well done twist because I mean, this show doesn't do a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of wild and crazy things, but a lot of its stuff tends to lean towards a little bit more hard sci-fi. But this is your classic kind of spy movie death fake. You know, it's not something that's completely outside the box, but because this show hasn't really done that much, you're not expecting it. Yeah, and I think that's what makes the twist work so well. And 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 that and if that was not where if that's just where the episode ended, it would be great. But it keeps throwing twists at you, which I just love. So. Mm-hmm. Faye and 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 Whitney Haggis Matsumoto, I can't not say just the one name. Uh, they they kind of have it out. She she claims the bounty on him <laughs> because she's she's upset with it. She's upset with him. and. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they're they're going to turn him in. And all of a sudden, a police cruiser, one of the ISSP ships that we have seen in a number of episodes, pulls up to the side. But as we hear a voice, we recognize the voice and we look in the cockpit. It's Dr. Bacchus. Dr. Bacchus and his assistant are the ones in the police in the police cruiser that are going to pick up Whitney Haggis Matsumoto, which is like, how deep does this go? How deep does it go? Uh, so, so meanwhile, Faye is jamming uh, Fat Whitney into into the into her ship, and Jet and Spike are complaining because they're worried she's going to let him go, and that uh, you know th- there's some 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 don't hold up in 2021 comments about about women that are said at this point, you know about emotion and things like that 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 you know we don't know to be to be true really in in this day and age, but you know that's where they went with it. It's 1998. Uh, so, of course, we find out shortly after that not only is Dr. Pacchus there on the ship, he is also Whitney's uncle and has been helping yeah. him try to get out of try to get out of debt and helping him basically con people. And that though it's not said, it is entirely likely that the the all of 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 phase wake up process was done specifically because they were going to con her out of something. And it's just like, it's, Oh, it's, it's such a, it's such a great backstory episode for Faye because it says so much about who she is right now, but doesn't give us any information about who she was before. In fact, we know less because we find out that Valentine isn't even her real last name. That's right. Cause, cause, Whitney Haggis Matsumoto gave her that name when she woke up. Fair. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just a, a, um, this show has consistently been such a mastercraft or masterclass in crafting story. And uh, this all goes back to the first week we were talking about the the making of the show where Watanabe talked about how for the most part he looked at every single episode as its own little movie and it, they really do follow that kind of structure more so than your typical episodic show they are these little micro movies and and this one's no different it's it's so good and so fulfilling because you know we finally get more about Faye, and we also walk away knowing less about her <laughs> it's it's 
it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And and to top it all off, when they finally turn in the bounty on Whitney Haggis Matsumoto, wouldn't you know it, but Jet accidentally added a zero to the bounty and number. This dude is worth less than 2000 credits, 2000 yeah. Wulongs, <laughs> just to add that insult to injury one last time. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I loved this episode so much. This is one of my favorites of the series so it's, far. It's definitely a, a, a top episode, top tier episode for sure. So. That is uh, that I, I think we're going to move on to the last one. This is going to be a little shorter episode this week, which I'll be honest. I'm going to be OK with uh, as we get into episode 16 Black Dog Serenade. And once again, we have a giveaway about who this episode is going to be about, because as we recall, Jet has been known as the black dog who, when he bites down, won't let go. Uh, and that is where we start. Uh, we start on a on some kind of ship, like a creepy prison ship, and there's a bunch of dead ISSP guys around. And we are introduced to syndicate assassin Udai. Now, I don't know how many. I think there are more than one syndicate. I don't think this is the same syndicate that Spike was a part of. I don't think it is either. I think I think they actually name it at some point. And I think it's a different one. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's a different one. It, I mean, we know that there are multiples because yeah, the one, they're, one they're the they're the European syndicate. That's the name <laughs> so, of that, that syndicate. So. I don't think it's the European syndicate. I think it's the European syndicate because they're going to Europa. And I think the voice actor for, for the guy just said European because, and nobody just, nobody called him on it. I mean, it could be. Although they do call it the European syndicate on the wiki. I just, I, I, I think that's very funny. So I don't know. But so so well, I think so. I think Udai. He no, he he is from the Red Dragon Crime Syndicate. Really? Yeah. I, um, which I think is it's the same one that Spike was part of, wasn't? It? Yeah, Spike was Red Dragon, but they were on they were on. Um, they were on Mars. So, I mean, the syndicate could be, you know, long reaching. I guess that's it could true. Have started on Mars, but it could be that's what syndicates do. They spread. Um, but I know I know they, they mentioned the European uh, syndicate as well. So, I mean, it's, it, it is cool to get a little bit more of other because we've only really had like the one. In terms of serious threats, the, the one syndicate that Spike used to belong to, because, you know, yeah, you've had the uh was it space warriors was that the name of the the PETA people yeah <laughs> um and yeah you've had a couple you know various folks but nothing as as truly dangerous as as the red dragon syndicate and so we get this kind of cool con air motif with these prisoners basically taking over a, a, a transport ship yeah and i think they're all i think they're all death row inmates they're death well so they're death row inmates but they're being shipped to a prison on pluto but they're 
are also references to prisoners serving life sentences. So I don't know if all of them are on death row or or what the situation is. Um, meanwhile, back on the bebop, uh, Jet gets Jet gets a, a notification and he heads down to heads back down to his old stomping grounds. And uh, he's just sitting there. He's standing there next to some some water, smoking a cigarette. And then some guy pulls a gun on him. Cause he throws this cause just throwing the cigarette on the ground. is like littering. That's a $10,000 fine to which I say, what? Who, 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 who pulls a gun on a friend as a joke? Like that's not cool at all. And, and a former partner, a former partner who should know about, uh, uh, that bothered about me so much. Safety. Yeah. Uh, so this is a character named fad, uh, F a D fad. Um, doesn't say if it's short for anything, uh, or any or, or what the 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 situation is with that his his only given name that we have is fad uh, but he used to be jet's partner back in the day and he still works in the issp uh so he is the one who tells jet that this prison ship has been hijacked and that the cops don't know where it is but that that udai the guy responsible for jet losing his arm is the one that led the revolt which here we go Let's get to it. Um, the prison ship itself looks a bit like a Tommy gun, which I find very cool. I like the I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I just it looks very, you know, old school criminal, because this is at, at the end of the day, this episode is a crime drama. It is a cop drama 101 in, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's got a lot of noir references to it. Uh, and I think I, lo- I love that this show will. will will simultaneously be super, super serious and dramatic and then do something silly like have a Tommy gum chip and but <laughs> just play it straight. I, I, I absolutely adore this show for being so totally all over the place so consistently. But like a good, I mean, honestly, like a good jazz song, you know, it. While it goes in in various directions it, on its own whim, it's so masterfully played and and done with such a quality in narrative that it owns it. Like every single time they do something excessively silly, it works. And nine times out of ten, they've also followed up with an a, like a chilling dramatic moment, which this episode has uh, all over the place. So, oh yeah. Where we get to, we get to see Jet do a little fancy flying of his own uh, in in the Hammerhead. He's he's cruising around, uh, uh, avoiding things while Fad's on his ship, and you know the the this is when the the criminals start getting picked off. Uh, they 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 you know one opens the door and shoots a rocket launcher at Fad's ship, only for Fad's ship to crash right into <laughs> right yeah. into where it is. Um, Fad takes out a couple of the guys on the bridge. Uh, Jet uh, takes out a couple. Uh, actually, no, Jet's looking for Uda. I don't think he takes out anybody before then. Yeah, but, he's, uh, he's going straight for straight for the, the head of the snake. And there's but but Udai has one guy that's been kind of his number two go to dude. And these these criminals always seem so smart and cool until they do something real dumb, like open a door to space on themselves. And he yeah. just spaces yeah. himself and it looks uh, real, real bad. Um, 
But this is where we jump into. We, we've seen a first part of this flashback when Fad and Jet were talking. The flashback to Jed's to Jet's kind of last mission as a member of ISSP, the one where we see him looking shockingly younger, even though we know it's only been about three years. Um, uh, he doesn't have the, the little piece on his face. He doesn't have the scar. And of course, he doesn't have the the robotic arm. And uh, and as Jet and Udai are fighting, Udai lets it slip. You know, you don't you don't know the full story. You don't know who really pulled the trigger on the gun that did this to you. And surprise, surprise. It was fad. <laughs> fad was was yep. a crooked cop. And it's so funny because while I I enjoyed the little twist here, it does not have the same effect as the twist in Faye's story. Yeah, because it is more obvious of a twist. Like, yeah, it's a little more telegraphed. You see it coming the second that Fad has has taken out the guys on the uh, taken out the guys on the 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 bridge. But the way he's done it is it seems like they didn't like he shot them in the back and they didn't see him coming. But I don't think these guys would have not seen him coming. So it's like, did he turn on these guys real fast? What's going on? Um, because we know that Udai was in contact with somebody from the syndicate and the syndicate's like, don't come here. We're not going to help you. But yes, we find out that that fad was on the payroll, uh, which is which is also interesting because it goes back to the beginning because he's got this fancy revolver that he that his this old, old revolver. And Jet keeps t- commenting on how it's a it's a waste of money. You can't believe that the that taxpayers spent that kind of money. Uh, the department spent that kind of money on that. And well, now we kind of know that they probably didn't spend the money on that <laughs> but yeah. uh but but we also have this great framing of the flashback playing out as Udai's telling the story versus what's going on in the hallway with Udai telling the story uh to this to this wonderful moment where you finally see Fad in the flashback pulling the trigger on a rifle and it jumps as this as the gunshot sounds to Udai, the syndicate assassin, being shot in the head. And you look over and Fad is there. It's it's just a fantastic moment. Like it's it, it, it's 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 choreographed beautifully. It, it's it's just it's really good cop drama stuff. Uh yeah. Um, I mean it's it's uh it's known to be a take off of a very, very popular uh noir film from France. And I was like, it's the samurai. And you get you get some of that in the flashbacks. They're, they're framed black and white. They're they're They have a certain kind of new wave style about them. And. I. It's just it's so it's so cool. It's so well done, because especially at this point, you don't see that a lot in science fiction anime, especially not in 1998. Yeah, for sure. Um. And then at, at at the end of everything, Spike or Jet and and Fad, excuse me, Spike's barely in this episode. Jet and Fad are fighting, and Jet and and, and they're both pulled to to shoot at the same time. And we see Fad slump over. Jet picks up his gun. He only had one bullet in, it, and it wasn't even the next one in the chamber. He knew that this was the way it was going to go down. And as and as his old friend and partner who is dying on the ground, he asks for a cigarette. 
His final words, couldn't quit smoking after all. Such a cop drama. <laughs> such a such a, a, a film noir cop drama final line. Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this this episode for me, I, I think, is one that I would have done better to have a little more fleshing out. And that's just personal preference. I, I think we all kind of have an episode too. We're like, this is a perfectly good episode. Like, I had a good time watching it, but it's it's one that doesn't quite stick the landing for me. Not not the 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 actual finale itself, but like the execution on how some of the stuff plays out in and how some of the background stuff is told doesn't a hundred percent like fly. Yeah. By and large, excellent episode. And like you said, the, the the way they do the drama from the last episode, the last uh, words that Fad says and everything, so well done. And I think that's what makes me kind of criticize the episode a little bit more is, you know, these parts are so well done, but the, some of the stuff specifically just about Jet seem, and his involvement in this case seem a little half-baked. Yeah, it's... The, these, this episode in particular gets more into the references than than the actual on the ground story. Um, right. But, you know, I, I'm OK with it because it was it was it was cool. And and also I love Jet, but I don't need to know every aspect of Jet's backstory like I would want to for Faye or Spike. And I don't know why that is, probably because he was a cop and I feel like those stories have been told a lot. Um, I, I think there's there's definitely more interesting stories about Jet that could have been told, and they they'll always choose to tell the best ones. When 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 going into his background, especially coming hot off of one with Faye, where they do so much and they give us so little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. With that said, uh, we are going to watch four episodes next week. Yes. Uh, we're going to pick up with episode 17, Mushroom Samba, which mm-hmm. that this episode is is one that is one of the most popular, one of the most well-known. Uh, this is an episode when I was in a Babbage's in 1999. Uh, a dude working there kept telling people that they needed to watch this show and they need to watch Mushroom Samba and how funny this episode was. Um, but I'm here to say some of that stuff in 2021. It hits a little differently. Uh, so we're going to get into that next week. We're also going to hit episode 18. Speak like a child. Episode 19. Wild horses. I did that song way wrong. Oops. <laughs> and wrap it up with episode 20. Pierre Lafou. Pierre Lafou. Well, I'm just going to say Requiem for a Clown as it is uh, translated, because <laughs> I do not speak French. Uh, so with with those, with those four episodes, it is going to put us six episodes from the end of the show. Oh, man, what are we going to do, Miles? What are we going to do? Uh, well, hopefully we're going to do the movie, but we'll see. <laughs> we're going to try. We're gonna, it's it's not streaming anywhere. At least it's not streaming anywhere right now. So we have to find uh, other other aspects other facets to to get it <laughs> yes so with that said everybody that is where we're gonna round it out we haven't had an episode this short in a while but you know 
I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of it is is definitely my fault, and also me being a little under the weather, um, not at the top of my game. So hopefully next week I will be back. Just a little head cold, nothing to worry about. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at the more you nerd. You can tweet to us at the more you nerd. You can log on to Facebook and go to at the more you nerd, and then you can buy our merch at the more you nerd dot threadless dot com. And that's so without further ado, the more you nerd at gmail.com for that email. <laughs> Did I not say you just said email? at the more you nerd? It's okay, man. You're not oh. feeling well. The more you nerd at gmail.com. <laughs> Miles, go get some sleep. We're getting, we're going to end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd, nerd. out. out.